0: Hey guys, this is another episode of 81 Points, and in this episode we tried to set the stage for the stretch run here and how we got to this place. Of course, the main reason why the Lakers are currently 28 and 29 is because of the myriad of injuries that have taken place over the season. So we talk about injuries. We talk about these young Lakers and do they have a history of being injury prone? Are they injury prone? players um there is a little bit of discussion about of course our podcast is called 81 points so (laughs) we do talk about kobe a little bit um a controversial topic a a controversial discourse on the type of teammate he was and you know in this day and age in the nba uh players are looking to team up with other superstar players to make super teams um was kobe the type of player that other superstars wanted to team up with back in the day um a little debate about whether or mm-hmm. not that was or wasn't the case
1: yeah i don't know if that's if there's a, an exact right or wrong answer to that maybe yeah we're
0: you know? we're just speculating yeah. at this at this point yeah um we never know but there are certain indications of you know if we think he was or wasn't a good teammate or right. was or was the type of person you wanted to be around every day um, <laughs> so we talk about Kobe a little bit and then we get into uh, talking about some of the more significant injuries that have happened in recent NBA history and how that has affected championship outcomes and in the also, future of, also yeah. talk about certain players that were on their way to having Hall of Fame all-time great careers that were um, cut short due to injury So this podcast is primarily talking about injuries and their impact. It's like Uh, a what could have been. Yeah, what could have been, you know, how that has affected the history of the NBA. So with that said, please enjoy this latest episode of 81 Points. Welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Welcome back to another episode of 81 Points. This is your favorite Lakers podcast.
1: 81 Points.
0: The two Chrises are here. Uh, the What'd you All-Star think, of, wo- the, yeah, what'd you think yeah, of the All-Star, All-Star Weekend has... Weekend. come and gone overall uh it was you know pretty standard yeah i didn't really don't know if anything stood out <laughs>
1: i'll be honest i uh i did not watch i did not watch any of the like all-star festivities except for well i saw the the all-star game but the um the slam dunk contest I, I watched just the highlights after later in the
0: night well you you and i were stuck in an uber for for an hour (laughs) during the during the slam dunk contest so we missed that yeah yeah and i and i i didn't catch the three-point shootout either yeah did you watch the uh rising stars challenge
1: uh yeah actually i did see a little bit of it
0: yeah that was good yeah um our boy yeah kuzma did his kobe impression and just started chugging up shots and on his way to the MVP trophy which for the uh, Stars Challenge. I,
1: I like that though you know
0: yeah I like that too yeah it's it's a meaningless game but at the same time you know I I think I said this to you too offline that whenever you whenever you're in a competition amongst your peers and you can find a way to stand out
1: or, at all or I feel like not only stand out but it's like it's a point of pride for you to want to stand out and want to make a like an impression. Is is significant? Yeah, and it's not nothing.
0: I think it. I think it's a positive sign of yeah. things to come for Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. Did you? So you watched the the All Star Game itself.
1: Um, sort of in and out of it. I didn't see like I wasn't like glued to the TV because. You know, sometimes it's kind of hard to watch. Yeah,
0: what were your overall impressions of the game?
1: Um, I don't know. It was kind of as expected. Like LeBron's team was just obviously better, more obviously more talented. So they were down for yeah. I mean, that's most of the game. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I feel like they just they were kind of like, okay, let's win now, (laughs) and they just turned it on. And
0: so you thought it was. And going into it, we I think we both agreed that he 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 yeah. beat out Giannis in that draft. Yeah. But you thought the the uh, disparity in the talent was that much, where the other team just decided to try, and then they I thought so won. Yeah, I thought so. Huh. Okay. Um, I found myself oddly. Having a vested interest in the outcome of that game? <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know. What is that? I, I wanted Team LeBron to win.
1: Oh, interesting. Uh, another be- thing is that um, I didn't particularly feel like LeBron was like, oh, "I'm here to have fun." Did you? Did you get that sense? I felt like LeBron was just like, "It's another All Star game. I don't really care." Well, he cares I mean, in a different sense. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, it didn't... Like, Steph Curry, for example, looked like he just... You know, he wanted to have fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I just... I don't know if I'm reading into things a little too too much. He might be reading into things a little too maybe, much. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. But it just felt like, you know, Steph Curry was kind of like, I don't really care who wins. I'm just here to, like, throw up, like, sick lobs. and.
0: But it was a very business-like weekend for (laughs) lebron james yeah yeah that's a a recruiting weekend sure for king james Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i mean he did he did draft that team for a reason i'm sure
1: oh without a doubt
0: any any opportunity that he can get to plant seeds yeah into uh these upcoming free agents um he, he had the whole weekend to be able to do that so We'll you see. know,
1: he wanted to keep them close. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
1: close to the best. He didn't want to see them across the court. He wanted to always just be within earshot of. These well, guys. you're
0: you're uh, you're still ascribing to this theory of things being planned out well in advance. Yeah, and decisions have been made many months prior. Mm-hmm. So it basically wouldn't have. I mean, he's basically keeping the stove warm i guess
1: i mean so here's the thing like i feel like um things can obviously change you know because i think there's probably in a unspoken rule which is kind of like you know uh first and foremost look out look out for yourself it's a business you know i think all the players understand that you know what i mean
0: more so probably today than right. ever before. Right. Yeah.
1: I think so I think everyone, all the players, you know, especially that LeBron group, um, I think there's like this unspoken rule or it could be spoken, but uh just this understanding that things can change. You know? Like someone could get injured, someone could you know, like a DeMarcus Cousins situation or whatever, uh, something can happen where all the conversations that you have hap- that you have had beforehand, like whatever kind of plans you may have laid out beforehand, things can change to the point where you're not going to be like, okay, this is for sure going to happen. It's kind of like it's, it can be fluid. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of the understanding amongst all these players. But, yeah, I think for the most part, um, it's all been kind of laid out. The general like, foundation has been laid out with a lot of these players, yeah. at least for guys like Kevin Durant.
0: Yeah, and speaking of which, uh, there were two things that I wanted to bring up on that front. Uh, the first being Anthony Davis's responses to some of the questions that he was asked over this weekend. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: In short, he's, he's saying that he's open to being traded to any team. Uh, he said all 29 teams are on his list. <laughs> Which which is very damage control. Yeah, which is very uh contradictory to his whole intention of wanting to be traded in the first place. Yeah. Because I don't think he would be happy with being traded to the Phoenix Suns or, or something Memphis. like that. Yeah. Um so a team with a bad record. Like mm-hmm. he would not stay there. Mm-hmm. Uh but you know. The the Boston Celtics fans are running with that quote, and now... you know,
1: it's them just basically, it's dumb and dumber, you know? So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know? And whether whether this is true or not, the, the general consensus out there is still that the Celtics have the best assets to trade to the Pelicans for Anthony Davis. So that might stir some some things up uh, it's something to monitor going into the offseason for sure uh, so that was one thing the other thing was and I don't know if you saw this but there were there was this uh, some guy on a cell phone caught um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving talking to each other in the in the tunnel of, really? uh, of the stadium I didn't and uh, a very friendly just conversation between the two guys talking and I guess Kyrie like gestured like two uh two fingers. He held two fingers up to Kevin while he was talking like very animatedly. and everyone's kind of saying that Kyrie's saying two max slots, like as in the New York Knicks, have two max slots. Oh God so uh it, it was it was um it was observed by many that Kyrie and Katie were pretty much attached to the hip this <laughs> entire weekend. There's photos of Kevin Durant hoisting the All-Star MVP trophy and Kyrie being the only one clapping in the background. <laughs> so a lot of this a lot of things so a lot of people silly. are reading into things That's that so have silly. happened this weekend. You know. So dreamers can dream. There is that there is that hope for the Knicks fans that okay. they can get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But we've just mentioned three players of which you feel very confident that at least one of them is going to be a Laker. Well,
1: let me say this. Uh, you know, we know LeBron is a very uh, calculating guy, right? He,
0: We discussed that in the previous right. podcast episode. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: even if we didn't have that podcast, it'd be quite the understatement right the guy is a very meticulous guy
0: i i say and i say that as a compliment like yeah. he has done everything right in his career right. if you were to follow somebody's career trajectory like that would be yeah. he would be a model
1: well i mean, a model
0: athlete to follow
1: sure I, I mean he's had some kind of like like the decision was kind of a silly thing but
0: basically that's the only mistake that sure. he's made
1: for the most part he's he's i mean a guy with that kind of undeniable talent it's hard to like Really screw it up, I, feel, I guess, but um, he's very calculating, right? I just feel like he would not bring KD and Kyrie and put them in the same like, like uh, bring them together like that
0: if he had if he thought that there was a chance that they would, yeah, like team up together somewhere else, yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just that's not that's not something LeBron would do. That's, that's the ultimate LeBron playing or, you know, he, he played himself, you know.
0: <laughs> See, you, and I, I kind of like this, but you have this, you have a pretty confident vibe to you that the Lakers are going to get somebody. And I think yep. that history <laughs> has shown us that the Lakers themselves have had uh, confidence when it comes to signing free agents. And it hasn't worked out all the time. Uh, they've traded for Dwight Howard, and that that failed miserably, and Dwight left. They went all in for Carmelo Anthony, and that didn't work out. Uh, This is different, though. I I will give you that. Yeah, and I think
1: it's also different because, again, I think there is something to say about how uh, Kobe is not necessarily, was not a, a player that I think players necessarily wanted to play with. He's a guy that everybody admired, everybody admired, everybody respected, but not necessarily was like, I would love to play with Kobe. That and also the front office was a mess. So I think those two factors played a huge part. If you go back to like when we got Shaq, Jerry West was at the helm. We had no like no issues with the front office. And um, yeah, there wasn't like there wasn't any any other pressing like factors that came into play. But once we entered the Kobe Bryant era, I think that was the only kind of like outlier situation.
0: So you think that the big time superstar players didn't want to play with Kobe?
1: I think there was probably a select few that would. For example, if Kevin Durant was a free agent and the, you know, the situation aligned where he could have been like, um, hey, I want to test free agency. I, no doubt he's the kind of guy who would have been like, yeah. I want to play with Kobe and I if if that situation ar- like arose like in the past and he did not sign with the Lakers then I would subscribe to your idea that you know it's 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 a very spotty record that the Lakers have Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: Cuz like other than Kevin Durant, who else would be like, "Oh man, I would love to play with the guy like Kobe Bryant." I don't I don't know.
0: In today's NBA Today's or,
1: and, and is during his time.
0: Oh, during his time and today. Um, well, Anthony Davis just wants to win, right? <laughs> I think he would. I think he would love to play with Kobe. Possibly,
1: sure. Um, all I'm saying is, and we did. A, you know, we we did a long segment about this in the last podcast too about how uh, Kobe was not a good teammate. Right? He's very much was not a good teammate.
0: I mean that's that's taking it pretty far. I I would say he's not the ideal teammate. Uh, you know. Okay. I I think when you ask players but, who their favorite teammate of all time was, like his name's probably not gonna come up too right. often. Okay. If but, that's what you mean.
1: But let's compare him to like let's say, put him a. This is what I'm saying. Like put him in a lineup like like Kobe Bryant, um, LeBron James, and I'll throw in some other names on there. Okay. Um. Chris Paul, um, I don't know, um, Tim Duncan. All right. Uh On that list, if I think a typical star during Kobe's era and even the current era, they're all going to, Kobe's the last guy on that list.
0: I think Chris Paul is the last guy on that list. I don't think so
1: because Chris Paul is a, he is just an asshole as Kobe. I, I, I intentionally put Chris Paul on that list, actually. Chris Paul is just as an asshole as Kobe, yet he loves to pass. He loves to, like, he, he doesn't care if he's, like, getting his stats. He's basically Kobe without, like, the extra, like, politicalness of, like, oh, I got to get mine. I always got to shoot first. Um, you know, I'm the alpha guy.
0: You think Kobe was a worse teammate than Chris Paul?
1: I don't. I don't know if I would say worse, but they're very similar, and I would put them on the same field, playing playing field. However, on the court, I would absolutely p- prefer Chris Paul over Kobe, especially if I'm a star.
0: There's also off the court too, though. You know, like locker room shit talking and
1: yeah. But I think I think Chris Paul's off the court locker room issue is is very much on par with Kobe's off the court. They both have spotty off the court issues. I would not say Chris Paul has a worse track record than Kobe.
0: Uh
1: For sure. I mean, Chris Paul never was like, oh, ship whoever's ass out of there.
0: Well, it was, you know, it was very well documented that I don't think he and Blake Griffin got along. I don't think he got along with De- he, DeAndre Jordan yeah, or, either. or and right. like Austin Rivers obviously like well, that, Austin that locker Rivers room is, kind uh, of yeah. Fell apart yeah. towards the end there. Yeah. So um,
1: I, you know, I can see that Chris Paul is definitely a difficult guy to play with, but I think you put Chris Paul and Kobe Bryant together, and you, like, if you had to choose between the two, I would for sure, if I'm a star, I would for sure pick Chris Paul. Because Chris Paul on the court, he's a complete asshole because he just wants to win. Kobe Bryant not only wants to win, he has to be the star. The main reason for for them winning, and then and then he's like, okay, yeah, everyone else can fall in line. Yeah, would you not? I mean, that's a pretty fair assessment, wouldn't you say? I
0: I think it. I think it correlates equally to like the caliber of player that they were, though. Kobe's a way better player than Chris Paul, like in both in their primes, though. So sure, his words carry a lot more. Would probably carry a lot more weight than a Chris Paul. Chris Paul was yeah, never maybe. at one point like the best player in the NBA.
1: Yeah, but Chris Paul is absolutely like a top three greatest point guard of all time.
0: No, he's not.
1: You don't think Chris Paul's a, not a top, po- top
0: three point guard of all time? Top,
1: arguably top three. I would say top five for sure.
0: Okay, he is arguably. He's a top not better three than Magic Johnson. He's not better than John Stockton.
1: You can make a case he's better than John Stockton. I would say. Really? Yeah, and you, I'm Damn, a, and I'm a John Stockton dude. stand, and I'm a John Stockton stand. But I would say Chris Paul is absolutely a, yeah, for sure. That's
0: crazy. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Okay, I don't so know who about would that. you put
1: ahead of Chris Paul though? He's a generational point guard.
0: Yeah, let's let's think about this. Magic Johnson, John Stockton.
1: Okay, which I think we can agree is is arguable though, right?
0: No, I don't think okay, it's, right, I don't think it's right, an right. argument. So um, Isaiah Thomas.
1: That is for sure arguable, though. I would say that is for sure an arguable.
0: I uh, feel like Isaiah has a stronger argument because he, he has he's a couple he's, of he's rings. got rings. Yeah. I
1: don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily buy that, but okay, who else?
0: Uh, Steph Curry is going to be remembered to be a better point guard than Chris Paul. Different yeah, players, I guess, yeah, but I think yeah, his, I think he's, he's gonna much, I think really he's mean, gonna end up being the better name. player, though.
1: Okay, all right. I mean, I
0: love Chris Paul too. Like, yeah, don't get okay. me wrong. All right. Uh, it would be. I think him and Russell Westbrook is gonna be a, an interesting oh, argument man. too.
1: Man, I don't know. I think that is a no-brainer. Chris Paul is better than Westbrook for sure unless westbrook does some really significant things i think this in the next five years or so
0: in terms of like playoff success there uh russ actually has more playoff success than chris paul uh stats wise you know the the three straight years of averaging a triple double that's gonna yeah, that's definitely that's gonna benefit nothing. him yeah that's huge uh the MVP award that Russ westbrook got that's gonna help him his case too okay uh you and I, we both love Chris Paul, right? We, yeah. we we both know how good he was in his prime. But he's going to be like that type of player that history is not going to be kind to when it's all said and done. Really? I, yeah, I don't think so. Wow. He was he was ascending, and then Steph Curry came along and pretty much totally derailed his trajectory, well, I, I feel like. That
1: is true. I mean, in a sense, I think Steph Curry derailed a lot of right. Like, but I feel like t- I
0: feel like of yeah he he derailed and changed the path of a lot of NBA players, mm-hmm. but Chris Paul maybe more than anyone else.
1: Maybe because um, there
0: was a time where he was like the consensus number one point guard in the NBA for sure for a couple of years there, and then it seemed like it was going to be that way for years to come, and then here comes Steph Curry with his like amazing shooting, and then that that people are not talking about Chris Paul like that anymore.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't know. That's the, that's the interesting thing with, like, because Steph Curry is a point guard, but I don't even see him as a point guard per se. But he is absolutely a better player than Chris Paul. But um, guys like Westbrook, guys like Isaiah Thomas, I think is very, very arguable, at least for now. But even then, that would still put him in the top five category. And even even with all that, let's say, okay, fine, he's not a whatever. He's one of the the greatest point guards of all time. I don't know what number he would fall in that, Mm -hmm. but I feel like regardless of that, if I'm a superstar, I would still probably choose to play with Chris Paul versus Kobe Bryant. Just because I know that if I'm on the court with Chris Paul, like we absolutely have a chance of winning, and also, like, like I will get my stats too, and I think that's a that's a big that's a big deal for so
0: players. so it's you're looking at it more from a self-serving perspective.
1: Well, sure, because I think that is a huge component of like when you want to team up with with players because you know for like let's say with Kobe, right what what would you get out of Kobe? Okay, I could possibly win with him, right? That's true, right? I could possibly win with Chris Paul too. The thing is with with kobe is that you know that he's gonna he's always gonna eat first he's always gonna just demand everything just all the credit will always go to him he's number one in the pecking order and if things don't go well i'm gonna be blamed whereas chris paul i can definitely get my my stats too in the meantime mm-hmm. you know um
0: yeah thinking about it from i i feel like i differ from you in okay. this in this perspective uh I'm trying to think of it like when Kevin Durant in his that point in his career when he signed with the Warriors, mm-hmm. like what would that player do if I was in that situation? To me, I feel like your chances of winning a championship is much better with a prime Kobe Bryant than it is with a Chris Paul, so be, and I think it's that gap is significant enough where I would be more willing to put up with some of the other like, you know, Alpha stuff that Kobe brings to a locker room for me that would
1: See, but that's the thing. That would
0: put it over the edge for me. Right. To but that's go, the thing. Go towards Kobe.
1: And that's the thing with with these two players is that as a if I'm from a player's perspective, what I see in Chris Paul is that he is he is an asshole because he's so competitive and he wants to win, right? Mm-hmm. And he wants to win at all costs. I look at Kobe, he is an asshole and he also wants to win at all costs, except for one caveat: he has to be the one to be the centerpiece of it all. He's got to be the center of attention, which I have no problem with. He's an alpha. He's an alpha male player, right? Yeah. To me, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really jiving with that. You know what I mean? It's like if you're an asshole and it's because you're so competitive, you just want to win at all costs. I'm like, he's an asshole, but I can respect that. Versus. A guy like Kobe, this guy's an asshole because I want to succeed so much. I want to be above and beyond, look so good while we're doing it. And I want to be the main reason for us yeah. to winning. Then I'm kind of like, I don't know, man. Then, then the, what, I, what I would be is like, I would look at Kobe and be like, he's so respected. One of my favorite players growing up. I love the guy. I say all the nice things about Kobe. But do I want to play with the guy? I don't think so.
0: I would still love to play with the guy. <laughs> See, that's I what respect I'm I respect that competitive fire, though.
1: But that's what I'm saying. Do you Chris, think
0: Chris Paul matches Kobe in competitiveness?
1: I think they're very similar. They're pretty damn it's, similar. It's
0: close. It's close. I would still give Kobe the edge, though. Because you don't hear other... The amount of former players that talk about Kobe and, and his psychotic work ethic, you don't hear that as much. People talking about Chris Paul in that way
1: well I think that's partly due to Kobe's like he's just basically a legend you know what I mean? he's his exploits on the on the court you know what I mean and also his very carefully curated image that he's built up you know what I mean um, but again it's this is all stuff that we're like A lot of it's easy as a player to say these nice things about Kobe from afar, and be, but also personally be like, I don't really want to play with that guy.
0: Yeah, I just. It might be a little over. I don't know if you're overblowing. You might be overblowing it a little bit. Oh, overblowing what? People not wanting to play with Kobe.
1: Really? You think that's being overblown? I think that's a very well like documented thing that. People didn't necessarily want to play with Kobe.
0: Like or not
1: who? not want to play, but like, it's not like people are eager and clamoring to play with the guy. Versus a guy like, let's say, LeBron.
0: Yeah, I mean, LeBron, well, he his prime was that time when people were not doing that as much, too. Like, teaming up. True. Right? But
1: here's the thing, and that's what I'm saying is, like, uh, Kevin Kevin Garnett is a perfect example where he's a guy who absolutely would play with Kobe. Right. Right. Chris Paul. He's another guy. He's he's built from the same cloth as Kobe, right? He's a guy who would absolutely play with Kobe. Mm-hmm. So if these guys were like it was a line where they were free agents and we lost out to those guys, then I'm like, "Oh man, what is wrong with our like what is wrong with our whole franchise as a as you know, the LA Mystique, right? But I'm what that's what I'm saying is such a it's such a f- tiny list when it comes with these players that would be like eager and look forward to the idea of playing with Kobe versus this all these other players who are more about like love what Kobe's all about he's super respected, but i'm not all I'm not really about like I don't necessarily want to play with the guy is what I'm saying
0: I'm just wondering who these players are that wouldn't want to play with Kobe yeah
1: so I would say like I feel like you could make a case for all the i mean I'm not going to say all but very very much most of the players outside of a very select list of you know Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, or I'm sorry, not Kevin Durant, uh, Kevin Kim Garnett, Burnett, yeah, LeBron, yeah, I would, I could totally see that.
0: Well, let me
1: tell you, like, the, the, I, the thing about Kobe is so funny, like, that I feel like it's not people don't realize, and this is coming from a guy who loved watching Kobe play um, at the Olympics, right? Um, the Redeem team. He had this huge, amazing work ethic, like, everybody loved the guy. I, I know just... what you're going to bring up. Okay, let, tell me what I'm going to bring up.
0: Though <laughs> when he came down from the arena, like, the he, didn't, he didn't come, he, I guess they were watching a game, and he decided to just, like, walk down the arena by himself, and the mob of the crowd came and surrounded him. Are you talking about that?
1: uh no but i know that did happen
0: yeah oh okay So but you're it's very about, similar you're to what, something else up. yeah no
1: it's very similar to what i will bring up though is that there's a story about how uh when they were going up to to uh walk up to the podium to accept the gold medal Kobe made it a point to be like five steps ahead of the rest of the team to be out in front and the other players were laughing at that because they thought it was hilarious That's what I'm saying is like, as a a player, if I'm watching that, I'm like, this shit is hilarious. Like the kind of like mentality that this guy has where Kobe's like, yeah, we he's not like, yeah, we won the the gold medal. He's like, hold on, guys. I need to make sure I'm at least three steps ahead of everybody else. When we walk to the podium to get our Olympic gold medal.
0: I mean, well, he was like, (laughs) he was like the man on that team, though. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That is yeah, that is true. All that is uh, amazing, but if I'm I'm just saying like if if I'm a person, just I'm just talking about a human being and I see that kind of behavior, that shit would be so tiring on a daily basis to play with. You don't think that you don't think that's that's such a weird thing to do? Well, we're talking
0: about like t- athletics though. We're talking about professional sports. It's it's a different I, don't, I I don't think I don't you' know. quite equate it to like a, a corporate setting I'm, like. but
1: I'm not even equated to I'm just equating it to just just human life like as much as this is a different uh field between corporate and the NBA, or whatever it's still all life you know what I mean it's still these are people you have to deal with on a daily basis like you you play with these people like uh-huh. on a human on a human level if i if I have to as my occupation Whatever it is, me dealing with almost like a psychotic personality versus someone who's not like that, I am. am totally gonna choose the latter. You know what I mean? Don't you think so? Like, th- and that's not even like that's like one of like hundreds of stories out there, right? Yeah. But that th- something as tack as, as as like so small as like Kobe's like. Oh, hold on, I gotta I gotta make sure I quick quicken my pace to to make sure like I emerge as being the first guy three, four steps ahead of everybody else. That's just such a glimpse of a, of of like a very, very like I'm gonna say it nicely, but a very interesting like personality to to have to deal with on a on a daily basis. Don't you think that's kind of you wouldn't if you were a player you wouldn't be weirded out by that? You I, I probably
0: be... would be weirded out by it, but I'm saying that it would probably still be worth it for me to interesting play with an all time great like that and just reel off championships. Yeah, I because we 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 can sit here we can't as as we sit here today, Chris Paul has still never won an NBA championship and. You know, most of that's not his fault. Yeah, I, right? I don't know.
1: I don't think I. I don't think that's fair to be like he, just because like a player may not have a championship that lessens, like John Stockton, for example.
0: Yeah, and and we're talking about two players that played two different positions, anyways. So it's mm-hmm. it's it could it's probably an apples and oranges right. discussion right here.
1: But but you know that's so you know going on the list like you know talking about some of these other stars like. Do you think that Carmelo would have been like, that is awesome. That's something that I would definitely want to sign up for. Like I'd, rather, I'd rather
0: play with Kobe than Carmelo.
1: <laughs> no, I understand that. But I'm talking about from the, the psyche of these players as to why they would want to sign with LA. Yeah, you know I
0: don't I mean? know. We can only speculate. Yeah. I, they, they seem like they were all friends. I don't know. And,
1: that, and, and, and I guess that's my point is that, you know, there's a, pol- there's a politics to everything. Not just, you know, with everything like work, life, all that stuff is a politics, everything. So, like, mm-hmm. if I'm a player, Kobe's a guy who's like, I absolutely love and love watching play. And he's he's a legend. But. If I'm a player, I'm not necessarily being like, I would love to play with that guy.
0: Hmm.
1: You know what I mean? OK, fair enough. And I, and I think that's a very, very uh, valid reason um for why a lot of players didn't come to LA.
0: That see that that's the part where I just don't know. I don't know if I'm fully on board with that. Yeah. That but I the, mean that's the, just well, who who knows.
1: But also it's not like a I'm not like I'm not bringing up like a I don't know like an urban myth or something that's like has never been spoken though. It's very well documented that I think like Players have had reservations about going to L.A. because of Kobe's.
0: Yeah, I just wonder how, how different it would be if he was like in his prime today, with the climate being how it is now, like, like p- players having feeling more empowered to go wherever they want. I don't know. Yeah. You might see more. You might see more players wanting to team up with Kobe than possibly ten years ago.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I guess that's my point is that it's not, um, we're not, I'm not discounting anybody. Again, like, or everybody. Again, like, Chris Paul, Kevin Garnett, and I think even, like, Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol enjoyed playing with Kobe because Pau Gasol was like a total beta, you know? He mm-hmm. didn't mind, like, um, so I, I'm not saying that it was, you know, nobody wanted to play with Kobe, but... The list is definitely smaller than the players that that did want to play with Kobe. Or would have loved to play to have played with Kobe. You hmm. know what I mean?
0: Okay. Okay. Uh that's we, not, we expended a lot we of were, I was not even that's not even <laughs> what we wanted to talk about today, but uh that was <laughs> extended conversation there. Uh so what we wanted to talk about was <laughs> setting the stage for the rest of the regular season here and the Lakers you know for lack of a better word are not in the best positions right now as it stands at 28 and 29 and you know like we've said in previous podcast episodes the the main reason being injuries Um, not only LeBron's injury which caused him to miss 17 games but a host of other Laker players have missed time. Significant time so far this season because of injury. Um, Lonzo Ball comes to mind. Brendan Ingram missed a couple games this season. Uh, Rondo's been in and out of the lineup this entire season. So injuries have impacted how this season has turned out so far for, a Lake, for the Lakers in a big way. And I wanted to discuss... And kind of go over with you the injury history of some of these young Lakers players. Uh, it might be, I don't know how you feel about it, but I I, I do put some uh, weight into the fact that a lot of these young Lakers players have struggled so far in their early careers to stay healthy. Has that, has that been a, do you, do you, do you put any weight into that yourself or is it just like, you don't think it's a big deal?
1: I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like health is definitely like, uh, an un, like underrated skill. I don't know if the, the correct term terminology is for, but like, that's something that just is a factor that you have to, uh, take into account, you know? because mm-hmm. um, yeah if you're injured then it's like what's the point you know it doesn't matter how good you are like Grant Hill that guy was amazing um, but he was always injured and mm-hmm. so there's no point in being amazing if you can't even be on the court and I think like guys like Lonzo uh, I think Ingram has um, you know he's been shelved quite a, quite a lot too I don't know who's been who's technically more injury prone i feel like lonzo right so let's
0: go let's go over this yeah uh you brought up brandon ingram so he's in his third year now his first season he actually logged in 79 games so oh a relatively injury-free rookie I don't remember season that. okay his uh second year he uh let's see he he had a couple of injuries in his second year um He suffered a groin strain uh, that caused him to miss 12 games. And then uh, later in the year, he had a... How many games did he miss? 12 games. 12 games. Yeah. And then later in that year, he had a neck muscle contusion that uh, basically shelved him for the rest of the season. So two two isolated injuries there. And then this...
1: And they don't seem like something that would be like a chronic type of thing. Right?
0: Uh, a groin strain and a neck contusion. No, no, no. And then this season, he sprained his ankle and missed a couple of games because of that. So, three separate injuries for Brandon Ingram. Uh, and uh, for Lonzo, so his rookie season, he missed uh, a significant amount of time because of a couple of injuries, actually um let's see here so he sprained his left shoulder Mm -hmm. and uh he missed about six or seven games because of that and then he uh had a knee injury also in his rookie rookie season which is
1: concerning uh
0: what type of knee injury uh he had a knee contusion which ended up um Requiring surgery. arthroscopic surgery yeah. in the off season, and then this season, obviously he had a he had a pretty serious sprained ankle. Yeah. So.
1: So I would say i Both of
0: them are. I I feel like, they've each had multiple injuries to different body parts, but probably Lonzo's knee out of all of those issues is yeah. probably the most uh, significant. I would say.
1: Yeah, I feel like I would be most concerned with Lonzo. And also the fact that Brandon Ingram has played seventy nine games, he's done it once. Mm-hmm. To me, means that I, I can't rule. Really, I, I won't necessarily label him injury prone yet. Right. Um, Lonzo's definitely looks like he could be on the path of injury prone because he's missing significant time in both seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. He just on the court, he seems like he could. He seems like he might be a little brittle on the court.
0: Well, both of these guys are, you know, their body types are both on the leaner, yeah. lankier side.
1: Do you subscribe to the to the to the thought that like um you know, it requires some time for these young players to kind of grow into their bodies. Is that a thing? I
0: I feel like I feel like it depends. Yeah. It depends on their body type. Cause, like, I could definitely see that for like a guy like Ingram, right? Yeah.
1: Because like Steph Curry, for example, I would have thought that that guy was absolutely—he's an injury-prone kind of. Yeah, I guess he still is, but he was so injury-prone early in his career, and then he turned it around for a while. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if that's just because you know, as a young player, you you kind of have to develop physically a little bit more. Um, but I do see that with guys like Brandon Ingram. Um, yeah. Even even D'Angelo Russell, when he was with our team, like he seemed like he was kind of the injury-prone type. Uh-huh. And he looked brittle, too. Um, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, so I think uh, the body types of Lonzo and Brandon Ingram are more prone to injuries Mm -hmm. than say like a a kuzma or a josh hart Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. kuzma basically for his he's he has stayed relatively healthy so far in his career um i think he had like a strained hip issue right at some point this season right uh might have sidelined him for a game Mm -hmm. or two um josh hart on the other hand he He's actually had to battle uh, quite a few injuries himself as well so far. In his this year for career. sure, right? Yeah. So, Last year um, too. He, he fractured his left hand in his rookie season, which uh, sidelined him for a number of games. And then this season he's uh, dealing with uh, knee, knee tendinitis or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So he again, he's another. Uh, he has another guy with uh, knee problems. Yeah. Um, and I and I felt like this year, uh, because of the shortage of players available to play, uh, Luke was forcing Hart to play while, he, while while he was injured. Yeah, yeah,
1: I I got that sense too.
0: Yeah, and now that you know, now that Reggie Bullock's on the team. Uh, they can finally shelf Hart for a little bit, yeah, so that he he rests up and gets better.
1: Yeah, because I, I don't know. I feel like when he was healthy, there was such a clear difference. Like he was so good when he was healthy. He was off to a really good start yeah. this season, and um, then
0: you know tailed off yeah. because he just his body was just not yeah was not a hundred percent yeah. Um, so all this injury talk, you know, obviously. It has affected the season quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron James LeBron the most. LeBron James the most. Yeah. And that led me to think about some of the more significant injuries in recent history. Uh, and this is something, in my opinion, that gets swept under the rug a little bit. Oh, when sure. You know, when you look back at the history of the game and see who which teams won championships in which years. The thing that doesn't get brought up is what injuries took place during that season that helped this team along the way. Yeah. You know? And so I, I came up with, um, a a list of a few significant injuries. Oh, I, I, I got over notes. the years. Um, how many, how many injuries do you have listed there? You kind of have a lot.
1: Um, well, it's basically a significant list of just shitting on the Warriors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, because for me, I <laughs> I have about eight players that I have listed here Okay. that due to their injuries have significantly impacted the NBA, how, who ended up winning the championship that year. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I went, I didn't go like all the way back in time, but I went um, since like the 2000s
1: okay
0: um so I wanted to start off
1: yeah it's almost 20 years which is crazy to think
0: yeah that's crazy huh <laughs> yeah and we were saying this the other day like some a lot of these Lakers fans they they never got to see like Shaq and Kobe play together yeah. they never got to see kb8 play so yeah it's yeah, been it's I, been quite a while i guess
1: yeah um well I guess since if you want to if we're bring in 2000 then there's there's at least one injury that we we are definitely going to be talking about. But anyways, go, go on. Yeah,
0: so the first one I wanted to bring up was in 2003 when Carmelo. Yeah, that was big. Sprained his MCL. Yeah. And I don't know how many games he missed during the regular season, but it 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 came back to bite the Lakers in the ass because he re-aggravated that injury in the playoffs. He was clearly not 100%. Yeah, he was clearly not
1: 100%. And when he was 100%, our team was looking... Pretty fucking good.
0: It was basically similar to what the Warriors look like today, with yeah. four All Stars, yeah, um, in the starting lineup, and that ended up being a significant injury because had a healthy Carmelo been available, there is no way in my mind that the Lakers <laughs> would lose to the Pistons. Yeah, even with even without Carmelo, it was quite an upset that the Lakers lost. But well, you add a Carmelo and yeah. it's and it's money in the bank.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so that was a that was the first one I wanted to bring up. The second one, and I don't know if you remember this, but um, Amari Stoudemire had yeah microfracture surgery on mm-hmm. his knee, mm-hmm. and uh,
1: that actually derailed his career.
0: That derailed his career. But in the 05-06 season, the Phoenix Suns made it all the way to the western conference finals yeah without him and you know they they eventually lost to the mavericks but had a healthy amari been around then they very well could have advanced to the finals
1: i mean yeah i mean just just give a little i don't know if a lot of people listening to this would would know how good amari stoudemire was like well who would be his uh Equivalent. water yeah today
0: I would say, like Clippers Blake Griffin, something similar to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was he was probably the best big man, uh, pick and roll big man, for a period of time.
1: Yeah, this guy was amazing. He he was so athletic that he I think he was in a slam dunk contest a couple of years. Yeah, ago.
0: he was in a slam dunk contest. Yeah. Uh, very 6-10, athletic. six
1: eleven big man who was. Yeah, very athletic, athletic.
0: Um. You know, there's that he dunked on a dude, and Mar, Marbury's yeah, face yeah, yeah, was yeah. like that's a very iconic moment, yeah. in the
1: NBA, I feel like, yeah.
0: and uh, he was he developed a great uh mid range jumper, yep, so he was a matchup nightmare, especially with Steve Nash in his prime. Oh, my gosh, you know? yeah, so that derailed the Sun's uh chances there with Amar's knee injury, and then. Fast forward a couple of years later, and you know, Lakers fans, we, I don't have to <laughs> remind many people that Andrew Bynum got hurt in the 07-008 season, and um, the Lakers sorely missed him in the finals where they lost to the Celtics.
1: Yeah, you know, I was going to say it because he's on my list too. What's so interesting about that though, too. So Andrew Bynum is super injury prone. The guy just could not stay healthy. Yeah. But what's so interesting about this guy is that because he was injury prone, because he got injured in the first place is the reason why we got Paul Gasol.
0: Right. <laughs> if yeah. he didn't
1: get injured, we wouldn't have gotten Paul Gasol. But um it just shows how like, yeah, an injury could seriously uh change the future of the whole NBA landscape.
0: He had like knees like of a like a 60-year-old man or something so, like, bad. right? So like bad. really brittle and yeah. bad knees. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But he had it's crazy. His injury actually had a huge impact on the whole NBA landscape. Without his injury, we probably wouldn't have gone Pau Gasol and Kobe might have never have gotten an extra two rings. Yeah. Um had he not gotten injured a second time, Kobe might have gotten three rings. <laughs> And then he would have had his sixth ring. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, know? yeah. And then you know, in that in that same moment, the big three on the Celtics would not have gotten their ring, like Garnett, uh, Paul Pierce. Right, and all, right. You know, that's crazy. S- yeah.
0: Speaking of the Celtics, so the very next year in two thousand nine, Kevin Garnett had a had a serious knee injury, which caused him to miss the playoffs, mm-hmm. and that that rematch, the Lakers Celtics finals rematch, had to wait another year because of that.
1: And we Uh, got an we got an easy ass uh, finals ring out of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was no sweat in that final series at all. Oh my
1: gosh! Like, yeah, that
0: (laughs) is probably that was a laugher. It yeah, um, you know, of all of Kobe's championships, you know, he's won five rings. He's been part of five championship teams.
1: Easiest, I'm gonna say was. The uh, Sixers.
0: Well, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Is that for the most part, most of those championship teams, they they coasted to the to the championship, other than like basically the Boston right finals in 2010. But well, even the Indiana in, the Indiana Pacers in 2000. Right, that was a pretty hotly contested yeah. uh, finals.
1: But I feel like um, it's if we were to rank them. Easiest was probably the uh, Sixers. And then number two on the list was the Orlando Magic.
0: Well, the, you forgot about the Nets, too, because the Lakers actually yeah, swept, back, swept right? the Nets.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess that was...
0: So all three of them yeah, were, like, know. very but, easy.
1: But even but that team still on paper was more fearful than...
0: That's true. Jason Kidd and Richard Jefferson. Yeah.
1: And even Kenyon Martin. Ken... I know we shit on Kenyon Martin a lot, yeah. but he's still, like... Uh, you know, talent on that uh-huh. team versus that Orlando Magic team was like Dwight Howard and just a bunch of scrubs who shot who shot threes. I mean, what Jameer Nelson? was I mean, you're was gonna there?
0: call you gonna call Rashard Lewis a scrub? <laughs> you're gonna call Keto Turkoglu a scrub? Yeah,
1: that, they're that they're so. okay. Okay, okay.
0: They're they're role players, I would say. You know,
1: I mean, if if Rashard Lewis and Turkoglu are your are your like number two, number three best players on your team though. Yeah, I'm not sweating.
0: Who would win between the that Orlando Magic team and the Sixers team with Iverson? Probably th- Sixers team. Yeah, right? I think Sixers. Yeah, yeah. So the the you Orlando the Magic best. team was probably the worst.
1: Yeah, you go with the best player. Yeah. I feel like.
0: Yeah. So yeah, he um, the 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 Lakers championships with Kobe, for the most part, were um, mm-hmm. relatively easy, much like in 2009. So the next injury I wanted to bring up was uh, Russell
1: Westbrook's injury, and in- well, oh, you didn't put, you did you didn't mention the Kendrick Perkins. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. I mean, that he, was a uh, that was an intentional om- omission, huh?
0: <laughs> if I mean, I think a lot of Celtics fans might be making the argument that had he not got injured, that they could have won that series. Yeah, and but that's
1: me, that's me playing the world's smallest violin right there.
0: Yeah, and. If you remember, uh, the person who, the player who filled in for him was Rashid Wallace, and he actually had a really good Game Seven. Mm-hmm. So also
1: because it's Rashid Wallace, man. Yeah, he's a baller.
0: So uh, no, no, I am not going to list that <laughs> as a significant injury. So moving along, uh, in 2013, Russell Westbrook. Do you remember this play when uh, he called timeout, and then Patrick Beverly like?
1: Oh, bumped his knee yeah.
0: and basically uh tore his MCL. Yeah. So it was a And that's
1: that's one of the reasons why Patrick Beverly was on my uh uh dirty list.
0: Yeah, it was a very dirty play. Pretty much um sparked the beef between these two players. I think Rightfully they, so I think too. they still hate each other to this day. And uh this was an OKC team that had just played in the NBA finals a year prior and they were
1: by the way, trying with, to make another playoff run with uh, three future NBA MVPs. Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, yeah, they were, they were ready to make another deep playoff run. And then Russell Westbrook dribbles the ball uh, past half court calls timeout and Patrick Beverly does a, he he. Uh,
1: he makes a beeline for his knee. Tries to
0: play it off like he was trying to steal the ball, but he cl- he bumps, oh my he God. bumps Westbrook's knee, and then that sprains his MCL. I think Westbrook ended up having three surgeries on his knee, pretty like, fucking crazy. within a year because of that. Super grimy. So that uh, pretty much ended OKC's chances, and in a lot of ways contributed to that entire team breaking up. You know
1: wow so patrick beverly just played a huge you can <laughs> say patrick the... beverly actually was a huge got played a huge role in changing the nba landscape
0: right because if if kevin durant <laughs> if kevin durant wins a championship in oklahoma city he never oh, leaves he's not leaving he's he not never leaving. leaves and uh, actually
1: there were there were two chances for him to not leave that and also uh you know if the okc had just beaten outright beaten right uh the warriors right a couple years later
0: so yeah maybe i mean it all of this shit is like a ripple effect anyway Mm -hmm. you know butterfly yeah butterfly effect so that was another one and then uh the last two i wanted to bring up was related to this recent uh rivalry between the Cavs and the the warriors so in 2015 um Kevin Kevin Love's shoulder injury. I think he like gets his arm caught in Kelly O'Linix. Yeah, uh, who
1: was on my list of just dirty arm ass Arm or something, and yeah.
0: dislocates his shoulder. And then that was like in the first round of the playoffs. And then in the finals, I think the first game of the NBA finals, Kyrie Irving like bumps knees with somebody and yeah. um, fractures something, mm-hmm. and so he's out of the finals. And I feel like. The Cavs probably would have beaten the Warriors that year.
1: Wow. Really? Um,
0: w- with a healthy squad.
1: Mm hmm. Okay.
0: And then you follow that up the next year, and Steph Curry gets hurt in the playoffs. I think he sprains his knee. 2016. Yeah. He sprains his knee um, in one of the earlier rounds in the playoffs, never quite recovers, is never well, quite the same player again.
1: So I, I did some research on that. Okay. So he did injure his knee, but by the time the, the final started, by that time, he was seven weeks removed from that knee injury. Um, first game back, he scores 40 points, and he also actually averaged 28 points versus the Thunder. It's pretty damn good, right? The series prior. Yeah. Yeah. In the West Conference Finals. And also, there is a clip of him doing a 360-degree dunk in the warm ups before game five. So to me, this little thing about Steph Curry having been injured, it's a little bit of over it's a little bit overblown to me.
0: You don't think he you think he was You think he was healthy enough in that finals? Yeah. For it not to be Yeah. An excuse for him? Yeah,
1: because I was before I did a little bit of this research, I was in agreement with you because I just felt like you know.
0: Well, I just remember that play where he he like couldn't shake Kevin Love, which is like is like right. very very weird. on, on Steph Curry like very when he questionable
1: when he breaks like Chris Paul's ankles like yeah, on Yeah, like the how do
0: you not blow by Kevin Love?
1: Yeah. Um but I just think that um I feel like if you are that far along removed from that uh knee injury and also you've shown that you played Maybe not like the supernova that he is, um, but still good enough to average twenty-eight points in the Western Conference Finals when you're being guarded by like Steph Curry, um, with I think like a sixty-one percent uh, true shooting percentage, which is really good. Um, I just think it's a little bit overblown.
0: So basically, you're saying he just choked?
1: I, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going I mean, I've already said enough controversial shit in the, in one podcast. Yeah.
0: People hate. People don't like Kobe. <laughs> Nobody wants to play with him.
1: Um,
0: so what? What list, What injuries do you have um, listed?
1: Um, let's see, 2017. So the next year, uh, Kawhi in the Western Conference Finals, Game One. Uh, Spurs Warriors, Spurs are actually up by twenty, and then Kawhi goes down because of uh, you know
0: Pachulia. Pachulia. Oh right. my god, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, and then uh, they end up losing by two points in that game one, which is game one of of any NBA series is fucking crucial, right? Um, and they ended up not having Kawhi.
0: Yeah, you know that 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 injury actually reminded me of. Um, Jalen Rose and Kobe Bryant in the 2000 Finals. Mm-hmm. Do you, like it's it's yeah. been Jalen Rose has come clean now yeah. and said that he intentionally right. tried to uh, yeah. knock Kobe out of the uh, out of the finals. Yeah, and I think Zaza did a very similar act there.
1: Yeah, and um, so that I mean that was huge. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and actually the the Spurs have had to face the uh, the Warriors twice. Without Kawhi. Um, But. um, Yeah. And then there's a bunch of other. I think other injuries that. I would say the Warriors still probably would have won. Are very most likely. You know. 2015 second round. Memphis. That's when Memphis was really good. They played without Mike Conley. Tony Allen. Um, 2015. In the first round. uh, New Orleans played without Drew Holiday. Who is. You know the best point guard in the game Or best defensive point guard in the game um, Fast forward to 2018 So yeah this is basically Just a shit on Warriors list here um, Second round Pelicans had, not, had no DeMarcus Cousins To play against the Warriors Right That same year 2018 In the Western Conference Finals Houston's without Chris Paul Yeah So these fucking Warriors man
0: <laughs> I mean yeah um, history is going to be very kind to this Warriors team. Yeah, but and you uh, know, I,
1: I I'm not saying that um, these Warriors would have lost to these teams. In fact, the the last couple teams that I rattled off, they would have beaten the the Memphis Grizzlies without or with a healthy team. What about the
0: Rockets, though?
1: But that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, there are absolutely certain. Team in certain rounds where you just you don't know that's that's like this Houston without CP three Kawhi not on the Spurs, um, it's just that's crazy.
0: No Kyrie and Kevin Love. Yeah, no Kyrie, no Kevin Love. Like that's
1: uh, and you know it's it's definitely the Warriors have proven and shown that they can be beat. If a seventy three and nineteen can't win a three one series uh uh, lead then you can definitely be beat so um
0: what about this warriors team this year
1: yeah i don't know demarcus cousins man
0: yeah i think that basically put that put that team over the top and uh
1: they're almost like injury proof
0: you know you can be like bill simmons and take the field over the warriors but i i'll uh yeah. I would take the Warriors.
1: There's one injury though that we didn't uh cover though, which was 2013. Which not necessarily was a playoffs, but, but was Kobe's like, Achilles? Yeah, which was a couple of I mean, games before more the playoffs. Of, that's
0: more of an emotional <laughs> an emotional uh emotionally significant injury. But let's
1: say he would have stayed healthy though. You don't think that he could have made some they could have made some noise in the playoffs?
0: So the Lakers ended up actually, you know Funny that you mentioned the Lakers, that Lakers team, because uh, heading into the all-star break that year, do you know what their record was?
1: I think it was like 500, right? It was
0: 28 and 29, yeah. which is the same exact record that these this Lakers yeah. team has right now. Yeah. And then...
1: They reeled off.
0: Kobe started, Kobe went on a tear yeah. like for the second half of the season, so much yeah. so that he overtaxed his body to the point where it yeah. failed yeah, with that Achilles tear. Yeah. And uh, the Lakers ended up, I think, being the eighth seed that year in the playoffs, and they got swept by the Spurs. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, if he, if Kobe was healthy, who knows what have ha- what would have happened? Do they do they beat the Spurs that year? Maybe not, but it would it would be a lot more competitive than a sweep.
1: And I would also would not have wanted to face that that Kobe squad if I'm a high seed.
0: Yeah, that was still. Um, he was still in his prime. Still in I his say. prime, and that team had yeah. talent, you know. So,
1: yeah. um, yeah, and and not Talk, only did that
0: yeah talking about and talking about guys that don't want to play with Kobe like Dwight Howard <laughs> was definitely is definitely sure. one of those
1: guys for sure. Um, but you know, like not only did that uh change the trajectory of that playoff series, but it changed like it changed things for for Kobe because he. He was still just if you look at the stats of that year 2013 they were absolutely in line with his regular like Bryan Yeah, years.
0: it was still yeah, it was still a prime Kobe Bryant. That I think he was is, averaging 27 a game. Yeah.
1: I that's how crazy. So, who knows how how much longer he could have played in that prime, you know?
0: So that year he was averaging 27 6 and 6 and uh
1: yeah, with 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 inline Kobe percentages. I think he, probably he like was 46%. actually shooting.
0: Yeah, he was shooting better, forty six percent from the field. Uh, he was thirty four at the time. Yeah. So. So who knows? I mean. Who knows?
1: Yeah. He could have had another two years, and.
0: Yeah. That ended up actually being um, significant in Lakers history for. For the wrong reasons, it, it pretty much contributed to uh, setting the Lakers up for the four worst years in franchise history. Because oh, sure. after that,
1: they gave him a huge-ass extension. They gave him a huge-ass extension. They, yeah,
0: they huge extension, even though they knew that yeah. a significant, he had a significant injury. Yeah. And then because of that, they couldn't.
1: They were hampered
0: the franchise couldn't move on until Kobe retired basically and after he retired there were still a couple of very lean years yeah so that that pretty much set the stage for the next few seasons for the lakers yeah. after that um so that you know that impacted the franchise i don't know if it impacted the league as a whole as much but for the lakers definitely it for was sure. it was significant for um, sure so i i wanted to also discuss um we're we're talking about significant injuries that affected um, the championship outcome, but I also wanted to talk about individual players that were on their path to becoming greats but Mm -hmm. were riddled with injuries and cut their trajectory short. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I listed a couple of players here that came to mind.
1: How many players you got listed there? I have Let me see if I can rattle, five. rattle some off. Oh, five. Oh, that's a little bit. Okay, well, uh, um, Tracy McGrady, is he on your list? No. He's not on your list?
0: Well, I mean, he's hmm. he's still a Hall of Famer. So.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh. Then, I don't know, is Grant Hill on that list? Yeah,
0: I mean, he is too. I was going to say he is a Hall of Famer too, right? Yeah, but I mean, Grant Hill... Grant Hill, had he been healthy, could, he could have, have been, been an all-time great. <laughs> yeah, he could have been a yeah.
1: GOAT. Um, let's see. Elton Brand?
0: Uh, no, I did, not. Yeah. I did not. I mean, that's a good one, though. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, he was an all-star. I don't, I don't know if people were going to be like, you know, if yeah. going to be on a trajectory. But that's tough. Kenyon Martin? No, I'm just I know how much we hate. We hate Kenyon Martin. Anyone who's listening. Racist Kenyon Martin. <laughs> um, he is an inside joke because, uh, yeah, we hate his ass. Um, I don't know. Okay, so who, who else is on there, then?
0: So the first name, um, one of one of both of our favorite players growing up, uh, Penny Hardaway.
1: Oh, right. Oh, yeah. That another is a guy, really good one, actually. Another
0: guy that would would have most likely have been like a top 20 at least player of all time had he had a healthy career. But...
1: um, What team did he play on?
0: The Orlando Magic? What do you mean?
1: Oh, are you still talking about Penny Hardaway? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought you were talking about another player now. But yeah, Penny Hardaway was so... I think
0: he had knee injuries that uh, basically cut his career short. Yeah. Um, But there was a time where it was like... This guy was, after Jordan, he was probably, like, the second most popular basketball player in the
1: league. Well, his game was so aesthetically pleasing, you know? Like, yeah. he was a phenomenal passer, and yet he could also... Is like, there
0: a player comparison to today's game I even, for... It's man. He's basically, like... Um, and I'm gonna bring up another player that we that I shit on a lot. He is basically <laughs> James Harden without the cheapness. Oh wow! You know, he could do it all basically.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I feel like comparing comparing James Harden to Penny Hardaway is almost doing Penny Hardaway a disservice because I feel like Penny Hardaway was that good.
0: Yeah. Um, he had like low post game yeah lo- I, he inside was outside so
1: good um oversized point guard is there
0: a wing player today that can go in the post and also shoot from outside and and handle and distribute I don't know Paul George, does Paul George have a good inside game? I don't think so. Yeah, because today's game doesn't really cater to that anymore. Yeah, you, no, no one, nobody's posting up yeah. anymore. And I know? think
1: Penny would absolutely thrive in this. He this had a really era. nice shot. Yeah,
0: you know, uh, very athletic.
1: Um, so, if you yeah, if you're listening and you don't know or you're not familiar with Penny Hardaway, just YouTube Penny Hardaway like highlights, and they still stand up today. Like, I mean, you could still watch it and still be amazed by. It. Some of the things yeah the
0: done. the sneakerhead still loved Penny because yeah. he had some of the best shoes out there too
1: yeah I and I didn't even really collect shoes, but i- co- i had penny hardaway uh shoes yeah he was on the path to being super incredibly uh iconic because Nike knew how and I mean Nike always knows how to like market these stars but he had something really good going with. I uh, remember Chris, uh, Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah, uh, Little, Little Penny. Man. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: okay. So next player um, is obviously um, Derrick Rose, for who, sure. Who you know, Hall of
1: Fame trajectory.
0: He, yeah, he he won an MVP award,
1: youngest ever, right?
0: Youngest ever, and looks like he's going to be the first MVP in history not to be a hall of famer uh he's i mean he might win a comeback he'll probably win comeback player of the year mm-hmm. this year he's having a good year so uh but Is that yeah the
1: first time too i feel like that would be be the first time ever
0: uh first mvp to win comeback yeah. player of the year maybe yeah um but uh a guy that everybody i think lead league wide rooted for you yeah. know
1: and and um and you watched, I mean, you watch a lot of college basketball. So, you know, you knew about Derrick Rose even before he made it to the NBA. I mean, he was, you could tell that he was a step above even in college, right? Yeah. Just like, right.
0: I mean, there is a case that can be made that he was the most athletic point guard of all time. Wow. Right. I think Wait, most. Are you talking
1: I, about into my college ball?
0: No, I'm just saying in the NBA. Oh, wow. Because, uh, you That's know, I think great. most people will probably say Westbrook. Mm-hmm. But him and D. Rose, like, they were, like, neck and neck in terms of athleticism at the point guard position. Right. Yeah. His dunk over Drogic. Do you remember that? Yeah.
1: The two-handed dunk? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the guy, um, super athletic. and
1: He's a guy who um, I almost feel like he... Got injured, or he—it was almost like a tip, uh, a ticking bomb, because he was so athletic that his body just—your body's not supposed, is not made to be that athletic, you know? Yeah,
0: I mean, mean, he has said since that um, he he looks back at his earlier playing days and realized that he was very reckless on the court, right? And so it was like, yeah, no coincidence that he hurt himself. You know, um, so that that's another guy. Uh, the next player I have listed, and uh, you might not, people might not necessarily necessarily remember him, was uh, Brandon Roy.
1: Oh yeah, he, he was a, really good.
0: A really good player that only played like five seasons in the NBA.
1: He was really good.
0: Um, but uh, I think Ron Artest said that he was. The best player he ever had to guard.
1: <laughs> he did.
0: He said that, um, and I don't. This might be in Ron Artest's head, but he said no one ever scored forty on him until De- Brandon Roy did.
1: That's so funny. Uh
0: But and he was up there with oh as yeah, one of the best sure. guards in in huge, the league. A
1: really good player. And the crazy thing is, I think he had a major knee injury in college too. So this was like. This was like Brandon Roy version 2.0 until he...
0: Oh, did he? Yeah, I don't until remember. he jacked up his knee again. And, okay. and
1: he couldn't recover. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. He retired. He basically retired as a 28-year-old. So career a career that could have been you know a Hall of Fame career was cut short because of injury. And the last player that I have listed here um, was a guy who... Had one of the more gruesome injuries I've ever seen. Oh, um, Sean Livingston. Livingston. <laughs> so people look at Sean Livingston now and they say, "Yeah, he's a good he's a good role player, he's good good bench player there for was the Warriors." So you know, much hype with that guy. But uh, early young Sean Livingston on the Clippers, he was looking like he was headed to be a perennial All Star. Yeah. Um, again, like Penny, he was a six seven point guard. Uh, Looked like he can do it all yeah. on the court.
1: I remember. Very athletic, very I, skilled. I remember there was so much hype surrounding uh, Sean Lewis. Yeah, see. and then he had
0: one of the freakiest injuries that you'll his ever see. His leg
1: basically was like perpendicular. It went like perpendicular. Like the entire
0: knee, like popped out of his yeah, it, it its was... socket, and it was a non-contact injury. Yeah, he was like all he was like all alone on a fast break, and he hurt his knee. So. Um, so, really sad so injury for him. Yeah,
1: and what's so interesting, though, is that he... I don't think he was, like, injury prone after that, right?
0: It took him, like, many years to recover right. from that. And then he bounced around the league a couple of times and yeah. finally, like, found a home in Golden State. right? But since he's been, yeah, he's been um, able, able to be healthy. be healthy. I think when you go through uh, a significant injury like that and you come back, then these players probably learn to be smarter on the court. Right. You know? Right. Um his, or, his role is also like v- right. very diminished from what right. it was once was.
1: And also I think it helps when you're not playing as many minutes too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah that too. Um, um I was also going to mention like Jason Williams or Jay Williams.
1: Yeah, the, the Chicago Bull, right? Yeah. Number, I think it was like a number two he, overall he pick. Like, I, didn't, I didn't feel like a lot of people that would be listening to this are like, some of these names are like obscure. But these guys would absolutely be relevant household names had they been. been uh,
0: yeah, uh, Jay J Williams was like, out of all the players that I listed, he might have looked like the best player in college. Right. Like right. even more than Derrick Rose. Right. And, now, uh, I remember
1: he was – he was really good too yeah
0: and and he you know had athletic a, too athletic Super athletic can shoot yeah can score everything and he had a motorcycle accident and basically his career was over like <laughs> like that which is like really sad
1: and his uh I don't know when he injured himself but his rookie season it was very promising too he was uh he was on i feel like he was on pace to be yeah yeah probably an all-star caliber player Yeah. That's a good list, actually.
0: Yeah. A lot of guys that I forgot. Took you down memory lane. Yeah,
1: like Brandon Roy, uh, you know, because we played fantasy basketball even back then, you know? Yeah. And Brandon Roy was like, he's a first round pick. Um, Was
0: he a first round status in fantasy? He was
1: like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know if I I probably, I might have missed a couple of guys here and there, but.
1: Yeah. uh, Um, I don't know, like. Larry Johnson, was he injury prone?
0: Uh, I'm not sure. Alonzo, oh, you know, one, one guy I Alonzo forgot. Morning. One, one guy I totally forgot was uh, Brandon Roy's teammate, Greg Oden.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is a really good one. So
0: Greg Oden was drafted ahead of Kevin Durant. And yeah. this guy was so good, so talented that looking back now, now that he is in his career was completely destroyed due to injury, I can still say that there's uh you know Portland had um didn't make a mistake draft right. picking him first right because right. The, the talent level was like that right. that incredible yeah you know uh For sure there's a lot of you know there's been a lot of drafts where like this the second pick was, like, much better than the first pick or whatever.
1: Basically, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, when you analyze certain picks, for example, Sambui, you knew that, thinking back now, you know that that was a, a silly, bad pick. Yeah. Even back then, like, that was the wrong, that was the wrong pick. Here, this was the correct pick. It's just that injuries derailed his career. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I remember he was yeah, uh like is a, a good example is that he was on the same team with Mike Conley and Mike Conley actually he's actually turned out to be a pretty damn phenomenal player. Yeah. Maybe not like a Hall of Famer, but a really really good player. Actually like trivia, he's he's been he's been the highest paid NBA player for a couple of years. Um but he's an awesome player, yet Greg Oden was like the best player on the Ohio on that Ohio State team.
0: So that that Ohio State team, I would say Mike Conley was probably considered maybe like the third or fourth most talented player on that team. Crazy. Um because they had do you remember Daquan Cook? He was yeah. out he was also on that yeah. Ohio State team and yeah. he was like really hyped as well. But yeah, like, far and away, Mike Conley had the be- has had the best <laughs> yeah. career out of all of them. Um,
1: and he was a lottery pick, too.
0: Yeah. He might end up being um, one of the best NBA players to have never been an all-star. Yeah. Because people are still waiting for him to make an all-star team. He ha- yeah, It still hasn't uh, happened yet. You know,
1: if you look at his stats, he's actually had a great career. You know, he's not a, he's not a Hall of Famer, but it's like if you're a team yeah. and you draft him at that spot... You can't you're not gonna complain, you know?
0: Yeah. And you know, I'm glad we brought up Mike Conley because here's a guy who a point guard, when he came into the league, he was a bad shooter. Yeah. A terrible shooter. And he's a phenomenal He has worked himself into being a great shooter. He's a great shooter now. Which should give you and I some hope. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with a certain point guard that we have vested interest in, right? Okay. Um. The funny thing was when when Conley was in college, like he couldn't shoot worth a lick. Yeah. And when Lonzo was in college, he was hitting NBA threes like mm-hmm. at a very high clip, like step back threes, step back NBA threes,
1: yeah, NBA distance threes.
0: And so, in that respect, uh, but just- at this point. At this point in both of their careers, mm-hmm. you can say that Lonzo has shown more, you know?
1: Okay, so, uh, and let me ask you, because you, you know, you watched college uh, ball back in the day, too. Um, was Mike Conley's shot broken in college? Uh,
0: I mean, the his form was... Obviously, like more standard than Lonzo's, right. but that's you know.
1: But I just objectively speaking, was it you know taking Lonzo out of the equation was Conley's shot pretty pretty bad? Like, was it? It was. was it a broken it shot? was
0: more of a case. It wasn't so much that he couldn't make a shot; he wasn't taking a lot of shots, and and uh, because of that, it that that part of his game didn't develop till later, mm-hmm. you know.
1: And I'd be curious to know what his percentages were in, in college. Yeah. Let me look that up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this may
0: or not be encouraging, <laughs> but we'll see. If
1: Lonzo were to follow the path of Mike Conley in terms of shooting, oh man! Okay,
0: they don't give uh, percentages here on basketball right now. Right now, right now I would say
1: Lonzo would be a future Hall of Famer if he would if he were to follow the the shooting trajectory of yeah uh,
0: so i conley. know you're most curious about the free throw percentage right yeah so in in his one year in college mike conley was a 69 percent free throw shooter
1: okay i think that's aligned with i think lonzo was like 66 or something right
0: and he was a 30 percent three-point shooter
1: that's definitely worse than lonzo yeah yep. lonzo
0: was about in the, he was he shot in the 40s from three yep. in college, but I think his free throw was like around 60, 65, something okay. like that. So similar, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so for sure. Uh, So there is hope. I, I feel like you and I more, more than most Laker fans harp on his um, shooting woes, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. you know? Well, I think we harp on it also because these fucking Laker fans are like, they just love this they love their Lakers son. And and I feel like we wanna like kinda like <laughs> you know, calm them down, you know, and be like, dude, he's I, I like him as a prospect, but you know, don't get it twisted. He's not like a he's not a future perennial all star just yet, you know?
0: Yeah. But um, You know, I I uh there was a time in the season where I was very low. Mm-hmm. Alonso, yeah, I got, were, I got to admit, you yeah. know,
1: but you've been very encouraged with his recent. Before he got injured, his recent. I was game, very
0: right? encouraged by his play prior to his injury, yeah. and, you know, the fact that this team cannot defend worth a damn without him. Yeah. These these re- recent stretch of games, it kind of shows his significance to the For team. For sure, I, I'll say it know? again.
1: Like I'm, I miss the guy. Yeah. He. Yeah, his. I really miss his play. Like he, as, other than his atrocious shooting everything about him is exciting. It's really fun. He plays the game the right way um so yeah
0: yeah uh would you consider him like an indispensable
1: I almost feel like part of this franchise yeah, I almost feel like he he is indispensable because uh it's clear that the defense is uh I, I want to say elite when he's on the court, yeah, you know yeah, like he has that much of an impact.
0: So are you saying he's better than Jason Tatum? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man. Jason Tatum is a real thorn on our side. You
0: know, I I I I kind of feel bad for the guy because he yeah. dr- he draws the ire of many Laker fans and not not his fault, you know, not by his own doing.
1: And you know, here's a guy who actually loves Kobe Bryant, you know?
0: He's um even as a Boston Celtic and we fucking hate the celtics but he he is like he seems to me like a likable player mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. right yeah
0: he's not a, he's not like of the Paul Pierce mo- mold where he's right. instantly an annoying basketball player or
1: like, like Rondo I mean we love Rondo now but you know back then
0: yeah he's he doesn't like he does not like um yeah, he doesn't showboat. Talk shit. he doesn't talk shit yeah he just goes out there and plays ball
1: although he you know he does do like uh you know, he does do that little stare down whenever he dunks over someone are you okay with that i know how much you have uh you know you don't like when the youngins show, t- show a little too much well the fact that he was
0: <laughs> the fact that he did that to lebron i was like okay he's not like i don't like it when players uh do that to people that are like beneath them yeah scrubs okay he's not doing it to scrub just scrubs you know (laughs) if you're going at the best players and that's like i respect that okay because he
1: so yeah he did that to lebron and he gave him a little bump and then he recently did that to ben simmons and he gave him a little stare you know
0: yeah you know uh for example uh a a few games ago when the lakers played the warriors um demarcus cousins dunked on kuzma pretty pretty hard in that game okay And after that, um, I think Kuzma was trying to, like, um, step in for a charge, but then he was in the restricted area. Uh And so he ended up, like, getting dunked on pretty hard by Boogie Cousins. And he dunked the ball and just, like, mean mugged and stared him (laughs) down for, like, 10 seconds. Did you see that play? I didn't see that. Okay, because to me, that's an example of being annoying (laughs) because...
1: But you love DeMarcus, don't you? Well, I mean, I mean, he he's a become, warrior now. He has, but, become, uh, he has become annoying because he's a warrior. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but let's say he he did that while he was on the Pelicans, though. You would you would find that hilarious, though, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, no. I mean, I like I like Demarcus <laughs> Cousins overall. Yeah, I think you know after this year, I'm gonna go back to liking him again. Wait,
1: well, yeah. If he if he leaves the Warriors. if he leaves right. the
0: Warriors, yeah. yeah. Um, he is kind of a
1: bit of a favorite of us of ours. DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, he's got moxie. Yeah, we would have loved him on the Lakers. I think. Right.
0: Right. Uh, But by the way, do
1: you think DeMarcus Cousins is back? Do you when you watch him play? Do you think he's like he looks like DeMarcus Cousins?
0: Pretty much. Yeah.
1: Damn. That's yeah. Uh,
0: but I was saying that that is like an example of,
1: Mm -hmm. you know, you don't like it when the young players do that. But
0: you know, again. I guess now that I think about it, DeMarcus Cousins is the type that that would do that to anybody though. For sure. So, um, I might have to take back that, (laughs) that example there.
1: You just, you just don't like it when the young players do that, man.
0: Um, you just want
1: them to get off your lawn, man.
0: You know, I found it kind of (laughs) hilarious that, um, it seemed to me, and I could be reading into this a little bit too much, but it seemed like a lot of the players, uh, at the All Star Game, mm-hmm. didn't like Joel Embiid. I mean, obviously, there's obviously Westbrook. You know. Yeah, they, you know,
1: I, I noticed that too. Is that uh, Westbrook and Joel Embiid never shared the court?
0: I'm sure that was. I'm yeah, sure that, that was they by talked, design. They right? talked to uh, the coach, about Boone holzer about that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, how do when
1: you feel they, about when that? When they were
0: playing, when they were playing, uh, like Kevin Durant was like talking all that shit to him on the during the game. Uh, I think a couple of other guys on LeBron's team were like getting in like yeah. starting jawing with Embiid. Yeah. And that might have been all for fun or whatever, but I I feel like um you know, I'm not the only one that gets like a little annoyed <laughs> by some of these younger players.
1: Well, I think Joel Embiid is absolutely he's asked he's asked for it though. His behavior is he's a fucking troll. He's he's the sign of the
0: times. Like yeah. that's 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 how people are nowadays with social media. It's like, I don't know, you he, troll to get attention, now.
1: right? But he's almost like an extreme case, though. You know what I mean? Like he, I don't know. He is like
0: he thinks he's being he's being funny. He's being it's, clever. It's
1: pretty fucking annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying.
0: Uh, him more so than um. I, I, I think I have said in the past that I thought Ben Simmons was an annoying player too, but um, not yeah. not nearly as to the level of uh, Joel Embiid. Actually,
1: I don't know. I don't. I've never had an issue with Ben Simmons. I think I've had. He's been maybe a minor annoyance, but for the most part, he he doesn't even really. I don't know. He doesn't really talk much either.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that kind of um, was the case during the All Star weekend. Yeah. So. Um.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting a lot of these guys that you just, just has drawn your ire, like Carl Anthony Towns. When I've heard that you were just, <laughs> I was like so shocked because it's just such an odd player to Yeah, just, it could be just the age. Yeah, I think it I for know. sure is the age. Like Carl Anthony Towns, I mean I mean D'Angelo I think is a is a little warranted. He you know, I, I could see how he rubs he would rub you the wrong way. I, I think he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Um but yeah, uh Ben Simmons is a good example yeah. too.
0: Well, let me let me speak and again, D'Angelo Russell has appeared <laughs> on our podcast for some reason, but he's still a very relevant figure he in Lakerland.
1: He is because of a lot of yeah, a lot of a lot of factors.
0: Like a a lot of Laker fans still love him mm-hmm. as if he was still on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Laker fans are still not over the fact that he was traded. You, you, yeah. yourself included, yeah. probably, and you know, at the time when he did get traded, I, I did not react the way that you did. You, or, you remember or how I reacted? Of, yeah. I was
1: livid about that.
0: Or, or a lot of, I th- yeah. and I think a lot of Laker fans shared your emotion but to I that think, trade.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a little different in that. Yeah, I, I loved that pick. I was a big fan of that pick, Um but I wasn't to the point where we had to keep him at all costs or whatever. Like, I, I'm all for trading. even Like, for example, Brandon Ingram, I love more than um, D'Angelo. I I love him the most out of all the Laker prospects. But if we need to trade him to get someone like Anthony Davis, I'm not going to cry over that. Yeah. So I'm not crying over the fact that we traded a D'Angelo Russell, per se. It's more of what, how, and why we traded him. You know yeah, what
0: I mean? Yeah, for like a salary. No. Right. Yeah. So... At that time, you know, when he got traded, I, I did not react with the anger of mm-hmm. uh, the majority of the fan base. But I, I do have to say now that, you know, <laughs> I'm eating it a little bit because he's a really good player. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, you've made the argument many times that he would have fit in better with LeBron than Lonzo. Um,
1: well, also... um. I feel, and I've said this before too, I think uh, D'Angelo and Lonzo together would have been would have been awesome.
0: Right, right. I feel like this team, though, uh, yeah, they could have been very – definitely they could have used both players. Um, the way that the what Lakers are – Both players as in uh, – D'Angelo and Lonzo. Oh, together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The way that the the Lakers are suffering on the defensive end right now, though, it kind of leads to – leads me to feel like Lonzo would still be more impactful on this team than D'Angelo, but you know, D'Angelo is a good shooter, right? He's very capable He's a of, very being good a, of being yeah. a good shooter. And that's something, another glaring hole that the Lakers need. Also, to be filled.
1: he could create his own shot. Yeah. He can for sure create his own shot. Something that, that is actually such a huge component that Lonzo is missing. And you look at all these other young players in this league. A perfect example is De'Aaron Fox. You know, a lot of people like to be like, oh, you know, uh, De'Aaron Fox and Lonzo are in the same category. In fact, I think a lot of Laker fans would actually still prefer Lonzo over De'Aaron Fox. Uh But honestly, they are not even in the same realm. De'Aaron Fox can create his own shot. Like when you watch the the past, like, Kings-Lakers matchups... The ball is in De'Aaron Fox's hands and he's creating. He's either creating for himself or he's creating for someone else, you know? Lonzo yeah. does not do that.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I feel like at this moment in time, I would say that De'Aaron Fox is going to end up being the best player in that draft.
1: That's And that's pretty crazy. It, yeah.
0: And that's including Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. That's including Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Lonzo going to be a star? You know... uh, there's a chance. It's it's yeah. it's a lower chance than you would like for a number two pick to have for sure. But um, I, you know, with all the shit that went through that uh, went on during the Anthony Davis saga, I'm starting to get to the point where it might be better just to hold on to these young players and try to develop them. Um, a lot of that's going to be contingent upon whether or not the Lakers can sign a max free agent this summer. Mm-hmm. You seem you're you're pretty confident that they will. So, you add LeBron and another max player and these young Lakers, that might be enough to yeah, make a run, you plus know. Plus
1: I think, you know, the Warriors are going to definitely be uh diminished. Okay? Yeah. So yeah. um yeah.
0: Okay, so we've droned on and on yet again so we'll uh end this podcast well, here
1: it it it, it went along a long time because we got derailed with the whole Kobe talk you
0: know? yeah and you know <laughs> that we can continue that conversation for another time I think
1: that's gonna be a, a theme common theme
0: yeah but uh we're, we're just trying to fill your guys's time as we have a couple of days here without any Lakers games so yeah um The next time we join again, uh, the Lakers will have played a couple of games here. So um, with that said, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Be sure to send us a comment and email. Uh, Our email address is 81 podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to send a question or a comment, tell us how much you love us tell us how much we suck whatever it is yeah so with that said um thank you for listening and we will talk to you guys next time thank you for tuning into 81 points we are a los angeles lakers podcast hosted by me chris lim and my longtime friend and co-host chris lee if you like what you heard please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment we'd love to hear your feedback You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: See you next time.